0: to another episode of the
1: read
2: podcast it's your girl snap hey guys it's see hey it's emma welcome back um so today we have a special episode for you guys we have a very special guest that's visiting outside of minnesota so do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself
3: hey everybody my name is Fuad. i am from the dmv area uh i'm into writing uh, i think you might have come across some of my stuff on instagram under the homegrown immigrant so that's what I do for fun when I'm not busy working and taking care of my three-year-old uh, mini-me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so so, um, so we're going to get started with our highs and lows. And so we just usually talk about, like, something good and something that it's is not so good. good. Yeah, not so good. Um, so I can go ahead and start off. So for my high this week, I would say it would be going to the conference that we went to on Saturday, I thought that was really amazing and I felt I left very inspired and very like um, well connected with a lot of Somali professionals.
3: What was the name of the conference? Do you remember? Snappy? Snappy?
2: Snappy. Snappy, yeah, Snappy. yeah. Were yeah. yeah. you, you asking? The test-
3: no, just to kinda of plug them, you know. Oh yeah, yes, Yeah. Um
0: what was your low? Um
2: my low would be summer is ending. Oh, that's mine. you yeah. he's still mine.
0: Um, my high would be, I don't know, I got to spend some time alone, I guess. That was a high for me. Um, and then my low would be the fact that, actually, I'm going to change my high. My high is that it's fall, and I love fall, and my sister's going to be coming back soon, so that's my high. And it's also September, which is Camila's birthday, so that's my high. Um, and then my low is that winter's upon us, so I'm sad, and I'm crying. <laughs>
1: We still have a couple more months. Why it's basically we? winter. No. I, I'm freaking out. I literally put
0: Camila in a sweater today when I was dropping her off, and I was like, wow, this is how it begins, and I'm going to cry. Damn, how gross <laughs> summer over. It really is. Flash. Hot <laughs> and oh, <laughs> You want
3: to go? Sure. So I definitely would say my high was coming to Minnesota for the first time, um, attending the Snappy Conference, mm-hmm. got a chance to network with a lot of cool, talented individuals that I would not have come across if we weren't able to come together as professionals, artists, um, creatives. So that was really dope. Um, I guess the low is that it's ending. I'm Mm -hmm. going back home tomorrow. (laughs) Back to reality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, my high is also the motivation from this past weekend. I feel like I need to do something, but I don't know what, like I'm just lost. Um, my low is going to be I'm getting my braces changed tomorrow, so I'm already envisioning the pain for the next few days.
0: So we are going to be talking about um, work-life balance today, um, so we're
2: going to get into that. So let's just touch up on like um, work-life balance because that's something as like, professionals that um, it's hard to figure out, especially when you're transitioning from college and then into um, the adult adult life, basically with all this responsibility. So just how do you guys um, balance work, your work life? Do you, do you feel like you have a balance or? Should we know? first date what well, we do? Yeah. The three of us are basically
1: case managers for the county. And mm-hmm. so essentially we do social work. And so we're finding resources for our clients. Um, typically we have about 45 caseloads and um, we just basically manage our clients' lives.
3: I was going to actually ask a question. So seeing that you handle a lot of their day to day, Mm -hmm. do you find that it's hard to separate, you know, when you clock in and clock out and then you go back to managing your own life? Do you feel like sometimes you take their problems on with you to yours and maybe in a direct or an indirect way?
1: All the the time, every day. day. (laughs) And the fact that we're salary, you don't have like a set schedule. Like, we don't have an 8 to Mm 5. And so sometimes you'll be working at 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. and like, or or way early in the morning after Sasbah. So you never really have a balance of when work ends and then now I can like chill. And a lot of the times, like, our work sometimes carries through the weekend if you don't finish your work throughout the like Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. So I never feel like I have a set schedule. Yeah,
0: no, to add on to that, it's not even like that piece for me, it's like the mental aspect of it. Too, because a lot of the clients that we do work with are people that have like severe mental health issues, and oftentimes it's like I'm getting evicted, and that is literally one of my, one of my um, individuals right now. She's like, I'm getting evicted. I need three thousand dollars to pay off this by this time, and I need you to figure it out. So it's like, how do I take that on now to try to go find you resources to make sure that you and your kids or whoever else and your pet. She's like, I my dog is gonna get kicked out and this that, and There, it's like, I now have to take on that responsibility and like worry about it and. Even though I'm home and I'm, you know, in my own life, I'm still thinking about, oh, my God, winter's coming. She's going to be kicked out. She's going to be in a shelter. Mm-hmm. Like, she has, you know what I mean? All these different things. So there really is no separation because we're, you just take it home with mm-hmm. you
1: and I'll be randomly thinking like whenever I go uh-huh. grocery shopping I'll be randomly thinking about my homeless clients like what are they doing right now are they like mm-hmm. chill do they have a place to sleep a lot of them don't go to the shelter mm-hmm. and so even though you schedule a shelter to, for them to go to they might not go so I'm always thinking of like, like yeah. are they safe like I don't know
2: Yeah, and sometimes you even like have clients that you can't help like do some things and you feel bad and you just take that like yeah.
0: with and, you yeah. the rules and, and regulations yeah that that's tricky to kind of get her over
1: the red tape that's the hardest part about social work is you get burnt out because you'd be always thinking about mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and their well-being.
0: But do you want to go into what you do? Because we, uh, three of us are the same thing. Yeah.
3: <laughs> sure, sure. So um, I'm in the cybersecurity field. I'm a mm-hmm. consultant for a big firm, Booz Allen Hamilton. So we're primarily involved in the federal and government space. So mm-hmm. managing um, government agencies, how they implement cybersecurity in their organizations, and um, So, pretty much from start to finish, making sure that they implement security from the beginning of how they produce things all the way through the end. Wow. Yeah. like so hard. (laughs) It's really not. I'm just a people person. So, I use my soft skills to kind of bridge the gap between the government clients and then, like, our technical engineers.
1: Mm -hmm. How did you get involved? Like, how do you... How did you decide cybersecurity specifically is what you
3: want to get into? I think it actually just chose me. So when I I studied geographical information systems in school, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to College Park, University of Maryland. <laughs> and up. So I um, studied that, and then I went into the um, IT support role. It kind of took me a, a, a few months to try to find a job within GIS because it was a relatively new field at the time. So then I was able to get um, an entry-level um security analyst position so I was like okay this is what's out there I'm gonna have to go ahead and take it mm-hmm. and then just slowly but surely kind of just grew internally within the company and it's been about what man y'all make me feel old like <laughs> we're old seven here. <laughs> seven years okay so yeah just just onwards and upwards from here I guess
1: did you ever pursue like a master's degree or did you just start working from bachelor's and just decided, I'm going to work my
3: way up? Yeah, I just after my bachelor's and I started to work. I think within the cyber realm, um, certifications and, you know, advanced education outside of traditional school is really what's um, encouraged okay. and, and helps you kind of progress okay. and move along. So I'm currently studying for some pretty big search right now, and hopefully that'll help me get, you know, better positions down the road. Okay.
2: Oh,
1: cool. See, I'm interested in making a jump. <laughs> I do. I'm trying to change into technology. I don't know how. Uh-huh. I don't know how I'm gonna put, put social, uh, social, social work, work and yeah. technology yeah. into place. But I just feel like, like after this weekend specifically, I'm like mm-hmm. social work is not it for me. Like I'm completely like done. I need to Rumped find out my next, my mm-hmm. next field. So uh-huh. what do
3: y'all do when it gets really overwhelming? How do you de stress? Like, what are some things that you go to that you know it's gonna give you that mental break? we
1: talk about it I guess I think we we hang out like every single day and every single day they're like you know what my client did like this (laughs) XYZ Like you just have to talk it out and then maybe talking it out you get resources from other people like Mm -hmm. they're like oh I had a client that did this maybe this will work and Mm -hmm. that's literally the only thing you can do because every day is going to be stressful every day there's somebody in chaos
2: I also try to just have like a de-stressor routine so like if I have my face mask on hair mask I'm watching Netflix, like, you know
0: I'm stressed and, like, I need some time off. I'm forced into, like, leaving work, not at work, but, like, I'm forced to take a time out every day because it's, like, I'm working and then I have to, you know, be on mom duty, so I can't think about that stuff while I'm with Camila, and then once she goes to bed, I usually resume finishing up whatever I didn't finish up, so that break kind of, like, is nice for me to have because it lets me kind of de-stress in that time.
3: Yeah, I can relate. I mean, I'm on daddy duty when I pick up Amir from daycare. So until from that point on, until the time he goes Mm -hmm. to bed, it's like I'm focused on him. Then I put him to bed and I'm like, okay, I have maybe two hours Mm -hmm. to either catch up on something, do something for myself, eat. And I feel like it's always you're choosing between... Yeah. Some, like, one thing is going to have to drop. Like, ideally, you would want to be able to do all the things mm-hmm. that help you get through that day. But um, I think the one thing that I've kind of seen makes a difference is um, just planning a co- effectively in terms of, like, doing something the night before that's going to make your day, the next day,
0: yeah. that mm-hmm.
3: much easier. Yeah. Yeah. So whether it be packing lunch, yeah. cooking... Um, cleaning up So that you don't have to worry About doing that t- That's one less task For you mm-hmm. to do the next day And that's more time That's
0: literally me yeah. <laughs> That's literally me I always making food Like Sunday Laundry Do all that stuff Like breaking his hair All of that One day So that way I don't have to worry about it In the morning yep. The nice thing about
1: Living with your mom She doesn't know that <laughs> <laughs> All I so gotta do Is wake up my <laughs> <lunchroom>. <laughs> <laughs> As if I'm still Okay. Yep. Yeah. So,
3: take advantage of that While it lasts so <laughs>
0: Okay, it's a cold world out
3: here. Yeah, sure is, sure is. So, like, if you were to be able to, like, not have to worry about work, would you... Or, like, if money wasn't an issue, Mm -hmm. would you all still be doing what you're doing now? No. And if not, like, what is that? So I guess just to kind of transition into, like, the whole passion thing, right? Like, if you didn't have to worry about money... What was it? What is it that you would want? What would wake you up every single morning and be like, okay, I want to do this? Ooh.
1: That's a really good question.
0: I'm still, I'm I lost in the sauce. Like, I feel like you guys have more ideas of what it is that you're passionate about. That question is such a trigger for me because I've literally been trying to figure out what my purpose is, and like, I've been having such like a crisis within myself. I'm like, what do I like to do? What would I be passionate about? The only things that I keep like coming back to is I'm just passionate about my kid. Like, I'm passionate about Camille. I could sit here and like talk to you. All day about Camila. And I know you understand that, but I'm like, that's just being a parent, but like, that's not a career. Mm-hmm. you know that's not something I like talking to people but then I also like get very anxious it's just it's a whole thing for me but do people
1: do make that a career like there's mommy bloggers Yeah, all the
0: time. That, yeah I mean I, I'm just doing some soul searching so I'm gonna go ahead and sit back while you guys that have leads like <laughs> take this on you had an epiphany you're on your way to an epiphany I feel like you're on your way to an epiphany as well I'm gonna go ahead and sit this one out <laughs> do
2: you want to say what your epiphany is? Um, <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot no it's fine so I would if if. I- money didn't count I would do helping people so I do help people right now but I feel like I can't I'm not doing as much as that I could so um my epiphany that they were saying is that I've decided that I wanted to I'm going to continue pursuing my passion of um becoming a physician so inshallah like if if money wasn't an issue then that would still be something that I would want to do like to be able to help people and to be a healer and to be there Mm -hmm. for people so yeah so that's what I would say If not, a fashion designer. Mm -hmm. Fashion designer (laughs) would be awesome. For me, I would
1: say some sort of business. I don't know what in what field, but something in business is what I like. Business and technology is like the two avenues that I would switch to um i feel like i like helping people but i don't know how to put everything together like i just have too many passions Mm -hmm. that i'm like one week i'm trying to be a realtor the next week i'm trying Mm -hmm. to be a computer scientist like i I feel like every week is different depending on what my passion is that week
3: (laughs) no that's what's up i think um for me just writing is something that i kind of just stumbled across um how I got to it was that it was like a therapeutic outlet. Mm-hmm. I think growing up, I never really had access to um, a lot of good listeners, right? So going through life and its many struggles and obstacles, I found that writing was like the perfect listener because it doesn't interrupt you. It doesn't dismiss your feelings or concerns. It doesn't provide its own misconstrued opinion about, you know, what you're going through. So it's perfect and it does. it'll never, you don't ever have to worry about Telling your secrets to other people, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's a really and truly a safe space for me, and I found that me being observant by nature has really allowed me to to be um, to be articulate and to be able to illustri- illustrate my thoughts and get them out into <laughs> coherent sentences. So yeah, that's I wherever I'm kind of like seeing where it takes me. Mm-hmm. Um, just I and I was I kind of want to make sure that I maintain. That my writing helps me first and foremost before anybody else because I feel like the moment I lose that, Mm -hmm. then it's not going to have the same purpose and it won't have the same effect. Right. Would you ever make that your full time? See, that's a very good question. I don't know because I think if I had to depend on that for income, then I might be more inclined to... Change the content based on the audience and based on who's cutting the check, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I yeah. feel like if I were to do that, then that would dilute the message that I'm mm-hmm. trying to bring across and take away from the quality and, you know, sincerity is really big for me. So the more sincere and genuine you are, the more you know Allah is gonna put blessings in what you do. Right. Yeah. So I don't to answer your question, probably not. Okay. I would still want it to be fun. Like a hobby.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. hobby. It's your hobby yeah. Interesting. I find that interesting because a lot of the times I feel like with the conference, it seemed like a theme of it was find your purpose A, but then also try to find a way to monopolize that when it sounds like you did find your purpose or found your passion, but you don't want to monopolize
3: it. I that. wouldn't mind making money from it, but I don't but I wouldn't fully, want yeah. it to be like my sole, you know, source where I that's okay. what I depend on. Gotcha. Because then if I'm in that position my leeway, you know what I'm saying, yeah. or like, it wouldn't be as authentic. Yeah, yeah I right. wouldn't have the yeah. autonomy. Right. Oh, no, that
1: makes sense. That makes sense. What yeah. inspires students to like decide to finally follow your passions or like your dreams, like?
3: Um. Honestly, like, just getting to a place where you don't care about people's opinions. Because growing up, I was very self-conscious mm-hmm. and I didn't have uh, a lot of self-esteem because I was too worried about fitting into a box that people kind of made out for me based on my background and what I did and, you know, being a nerd growing up and not really being into what other people were into. Mm -hmm. It kind of, even with writing and literature, like I was really a bookworm throughout elementary school. And then as I got older, my friends weren't into books and weren't into reading and writing. So I naturally like, okay, I don't want to stand out. Mm-hmm. You want to fit in because you're very impressionable when you're, like, you know, a, a teenager. Mm-hmm. So I lost that for a long time. And then I would say about four or five years ago, uh, a friend of mine was that, that was into reading was like, yo, pick up this book. I really think you would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And it was the autobiography of Malcolm X. And I read that book, and I was like, it just opened my mind to so many different, you know, topics and perspectives that I wasn't aware of. So that kind of, like kindled or kind of like started everything and then i started getting into reading more and then i just started writing just journaling more like not necessarily day-to-day things but like topics that i've always wanted to talk about but never had the avenue to you know express it Mm -hmm. so that's how that started and then like started publishing you know a few of my early pieces and then like this february is when i said okay i'm gonna dedicate a blog to like you know post things that i want to talk about Mm -hmm.
1: How long does it take for your writing process? Like you you make it seem like it's like a couple week process <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or is it like I thought of something let me write
3: it down it's like It's really um I would say unorthodox is the best way to describe it. I think I'm going to change in terms of being more consistent with I usually write when I feel inspired by something. Right? Um but I think uh, what I would like to do in order to just be more consistent is to try to write every day, even if it's only for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But to talk about my process in general, like I don't just sit down and then like, just blurt out everything that comes to my mind. I have a topic that I'm consciously thinking about, and then like throughout the day or weeks, whatever, I'll have just notes in my phone. Whenever something comes up in my mind, even if I'm in the shower, I'll get out of the shower just make sure I get that thought out on paper. Mm-hmm. or I get it, write it down. Then I have like a collection of a whole bunch of abstract thoughts and sentences and maybe a small paragraph here or there. And it will just be a big mess. So then I take a day to sit down and just like reorganize everything. So this is where the beginning, middle, end, and then just expand on all those little thoughts. And then I'll take another day to then refine that. So like I get it all out, expand it, and then I sit again and then contrast and then just edit it and mm-hmm. that's pretty much how it goes from start to finish yeah I
0: feel like so. that's very different because yeah. I write too mm-hmm. but I usually for me it's like whenever I pick a topic or something it it's like I have to sit down and like write it all at once and then I'll come back to it, like, the next day and be like, okay, let me tweak it now. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very interesting that you go out of your way be like, oh, this is, let me add on to it. It's like, I try to remember it, so I, I might try to just, like, take notes on my phone. Because mm-hmm. that sounds like a good idea. Because you'll you'll randomly be thinking about it and right. it's like, oh, wow, this is a good idea. Or, like, yeah. this is a good, that could, you know, something that could be its own pra- paragraph that you can go into more. Yeah. I never do that, but I like that. I'm going to... I'm gonna steal some of that. That's go
1: <laughs> I should. I should. know. they know. <laughs> right I'm like. I idea. sit
0: down and like. It's usually late at night. I'm, I'll be like one a.m. Like, and I have to stay until I'm done writing the whole thing. I'm like, I have to sit down and finish it all off mm-hmm. at one take and then come back to it and then tweak it. So it's interesting that you do it like back, like the opposite.
3: Way yeah, that I do it's it. kind of like a constant mm-hmm. process, right? Until I actually finish writing that piece, and I'm the. I'm also like. I can't do multiple things at the same time. In terms of like, I can't write two pieces or mm-hmm. three pieces at the same time. I have to focus on one. Even with books, I can't read two books at the same time. Oh, I
0: don't. I don't want, want anybody. To do some, some people I don't do want two, work. three,
3: four yeah. at the same time. I mean, they my just, sister does
1: that.
0: Yeah, I
3: really sister. just have to focus on one yeah. book, finish it move on to the next one yeah. yeah
1: my sister literally has three or four books at a time and she'll just click the tab and be like this one got boring let me switch to this one mm-hmm. and she'll literally oh, just wow. switch to yeah, I yeah I don't know how she two, does that
0: one like one thing at a time for me
2: it's triggering but okay for your inspirations of like what you write do you is it just like what you experience in the day or just the thoughts that come to you because the last story that you wrote was like a whole different perspective yeah. of, of a Somali girl yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
3: so, that story, that mini series, is actually inspired by by, by mom, okay. right? So, I'm kind of telling her story through the lens of 21st century America. Like, you know, she's the oldest in her family. My AA, my grandma, depends on my, my mom for everything. Mm-hmm. And I've seen throughout my life how that's taken a toll on her and how just that whole dynamic. So then seeing friends and family friends and, you know, distant relatives and the different, you know, dynamics that they have in their families, I was like, I'm sure a lot of Somali girls don't think that us guys are aware of it, Mm -hmm. like that we're oblivious to it because a lot of the boys are benefiting from those dysfunctional, you know, family dynamics, right? So I wanted to kind of give a voice, you know what I'm saying, And, and just be like, hey, there is, there are people that see your struggle and see your plight. And just to, you know, maybe talking about it would be the first step in, you know, addressing those, those problems that are very just unfortunately common throughout yeah. a lot of different uh, yeah. families.
1: That's I feel like we have an episode coming out yeah. of being the eldest child, or like the eldest girl. Okay. What does that mean in like a fam- family dynamic? Yeah. So I feel like I related to that story a lot, even though the mom was like, Normally, like mean Mm -hmm. to like her daughter Um, but yeah I just feel like there's a lot of things in that story that kind of correlated on
3: it is a fiction story so Mm -hmm. it's not true so but like so there are obviously elements that are exaggerated but it's more just to kind of paint a picture Right. right? right so yeah. But yeah, that's in a nutshell why, where that piece comes Because all of my previous yeah. pieces were more self-reflective pieces. They're mm, personal yeah. about my life yeah. and stuff. So
0: How do you, like, with the self-reflective pieces, how do you feel about people knowing, like, such intimate details about you? Like, people that you don't know or may have never interacted with or may never see, how do you feel about them knowing such intimate details
3: about you? You know, to be perfectly honest, I never thought of that when I posted it. I Because for me, it's like like i said my writing is for me mm-hmm. so me even publishing that was a healing like it was like the final step in the healing process for mm-hmm. me like okay i can mm-hmm. finally close that door. chapter uh-huh. and and i've said i've gotten through that and it's made me a better person and obviously after you know putting it out there i see that so many other people it's impacted them in a positive way so you know that's also a blessing like mm-hmm. you know if i can help and i like to help people too so if i can help people through sharing my experiences why not right you know and it's i think what because sharing vulnerable aspects of your life requires a lot of just selfish like you know you have to be very secure and being you know assured in who you are and not letting people's opinions you know affect you especially being a guy where we're taught not to show our emotion not to show that vulnerable side of us so um i think mentally once i was in that space where I wasn't really, like, people's opinions didn't d- didn't affect Deluttered. how I view myself, <laughs> then sharing most, you know, intimate things about me wasn't going to change how I viewed it, if that makes sense.
0: That makes sense. But I, like, I, you and I's lives are a little bit similar. Like, actually not a lot similar, similar. Like, we have, like, you know, a lot of things in common. But you're more, like open about things, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting to see, because I'm like, this is something that I've felt, and it it was nice for me to kind of see it from the opposite side, you know, and, like, see it from, wow, this is literally, like, my life, but the different version of it, like, the guy version
3: of it, you know? So,
0: it's interesting, but do you ever have, like, regrets about it, or, like, feel weird about it, you know?
3: Not at all, because if I didn't, A, if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be here today. That's true. And if I didn't, like, I never thought two years ago that i would mm-hmm. get into writing the way i'm into now and that you know like it's 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 strange because people that i've never met will come up to me and say oh, i've read your writing i really enjoy it, and it's very humbling you know it's yeah. very like wow somebody who i would have never came across mm-hmm. or never known that they existed you know i can able i'm able to have some positive impact on, on on their lives and it's it's very very humbling and it's it's a it's an opportunity that you know that allah gives us to be whatever talents we have Mm -hmm. to be able to help you know the community as a collective right yeah so it's a good way to look at it
1: (laughs) for one year if you could wear a t-shirt with one word on it what would that word be and why
3: like what would that word be and why clean
0: ah interesting (laughs) why would you say that yeah why clean
3: because God don't like. ugly. Uh, I'm dead. Uh, yeah. Clean. clean. You got to stay clean. It's
0: a reminder clean, for the people fresh. who are clean. Yeah. I
3: don't. I, me and personal hygiene is very important to me. So, <laughs> me can't do dirty. <laughs> dirty. Me can't do it. I'm
1: dead. Yeah. Uh, for me, I would say clarity. Like, I just, I, this year I wanted clarity, I guess. That's the word I keep telling myself. But this is going to bring you clarity. You're going through this because it means for you, like, to find clarity
2: at the, end like of it. At, at the end of it. Well, I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> Do you want me to go? Yeah, go Okay,
0: ahead. mine would be Alhamdulillah, because regardless of, like, whatever is going on in my life, I always remind myself, like, this is a test of the reason why this is happening, so Alhamdulillah. Oh, I'm going to go all religious. I was Ew. not, no, like, seriously, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be, like, <laughs> spiritual, you know? So I'm like, reminding myself, but literally everything, Alhamdulillah, just say Alhamdulillah for whether it's good or bad, and you're good for it. Yep.
2: Okay. Fair. Um, I think it would. Mine would say process. So everything has like a process. So just trust, the
0: process. Trust, trust the process. Trust it. Yeah. yeah exactly my favorite quote. Trust the process.
2: process. Yeah.
1: <laughs> my favorite quote. Okay. And then last question is, uh, what is one childish one? What is one childish thing that you still do as an adult?
3: One childish thing that I still do as an adult. Y'all gonna have to come back to me on that one.
1: I do a lot of childish things. I was gonna say biting my nails. Literally, since I was born, my mom keeps telling me, "Don't bite your nails. You're gonna fuck up your teeth. You're gonna do X, Y, and Z. I feel like now it's already happened. So,
0: <laughs> are you gonna I stop? Are continue. you gonna stop once the braces get off?
1: Are you gonna probably go back? To I'm gonna tell you guys I will, but probably not. You're an addict. You I like, think this is just—it's just, it's just yeah. me. But and I do, do like heavy long nails.
2: Do you know yours? Um, I think just being silly. Like I feel like just being able to. Um, just make fun of things and just laugh, yeah, so. I, I have a child, so I basically am a child
0: all the time. Like, I don't know if you feel it. Like, I have to do childish stuff all the time. Yeah, I'm a big kid. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I have to, like, when you're on parent mode, you're a kid. You have to act like a kid. Like, I'll sit there and have dance parties or play with toys or whatever. I have to go with the flow, so I do a lot of childish things. Even when she's not with me, I still do childish things. <laughs> so you don't lose the time. I'm a child. I'm just a child. <laughs> Let's just put it that way.
3: Okay, I think that's one thing that I do. I'm just very clumsy, so I still like, I'll like bump my knee into the wall. I'll like, you know what I'm saying? I'm
1: laughing laughing because I
0: really (laughs) do.
3: Just do clumsy stuff that kids do like that. That's that's, that's, that's one thing that I guess I still do. I have a
1: bad habit of just face planting anywhere. (laughs) I'm very clumsy. I'm so clumsy. I have
0: one last question. Do you have any advice for anybody who wants to get into writing?
3: Yeah, um. Okay, because I'm still like a rookie. You know what I'm saying? I'm not no expert. I'm not a professional. I'm still learning as I go along. But one thing I would say is just don't feel pressured to share right away. Because a lot of times in the, the, the day and age that we live in today, everybody's um, really into that instant gratification, that validation that we mm-hmm. get from you know seeing other people resonate with whatever it is that you're doing. And with writing, there's a lot of writing that sh- you know shouldn't be shared. Like there's stuff that I write that I keep to myself that I will never share because it's just not meant to be shared. Mm-hmm. So I think you know if somebody wants to get into writing, definitely encourage them. Be like, please, because it's it helps you learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know when you get all of those internal thoughts out, whether it be on paper or you type it out, it helps you learn about who you are. And when you learn about who you are you learn more, more importantly, you learn what you aren't and what you don't want to attract in mm-hmm. terms of you know, the people that you want to be around. So I would definitely say, get into it, don't feel pressured to share. Um, and when you get to a comfortable place where, whatever it is, whether it be spoken word, whether it be poetry, whether it be free blogging, whether it be screenplay writing, whatever form of, of you know writing that you want to do that to show, to, to express yourself, when you get to a point where you feel comfortable, then share it. And then understand when you share it, there are going to be people that are like it and there are going to be people that don't like it. And it's that shouldn't deter you from continuing to do what you do because people are in your brain. They don't understand what it took for you to even go through that mm-hmm. and to put that out there. And a lot of times people project their own insecurities onto you. Mm-hmm. When they f- see that you're comfortable and courageous enough to do something that they can't. So they try to make you feel bad to make them feel better. Right. Right. So just be yourself. Everybody else is already taken.
1: Right? <laughs> Do you feel like you have to have tougher skin?
3: Like, yeah. I mean, my mom definitely prepared me for that. Yeah. Because positive reinforcement is not something that that's done in the household. Right. So you know, it's like I get like uh, I get like a really good grade. Mm-hmm. I'd be like hoyo, hoyo, I got a ninety-seven. Now where are the other three points? <laughs> right. All right. It's like it's like never enough, and I feel like looking back at it yeah it's made me better today because when you get people that try to troll you or people Mm -hmm. that try to you know downplay what you do it's like i've heard this all my life so it's nothing anything it's not anything new you know my mom wasn't being negative to me but i've just been able to like you know withstand and not let those kind of things get to me. tune it out yeah. yeah okay
2: Earlier you mentioned about reading, how like you fell back into reading and then that just got you to to write more. Yeah. Do you feel like reading is something like that that you would say is very important to you that you
3: Yeah, know? for sure. I mean it's for me, my mom never really let us watch live TV growing mm-hmm. up. So it was the original form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like I love all the Harry Potter books. Mm-hmm you know i was really big into fiction and then like as i you know now i'm reading a lot more non-fiction stuff just kind of development and helping develop myself but i do still enjoy fiction so definitely reading um it kind of i picked up a lot on terms of like reading uh, writing styles from the books that i've been reading recently so um yeah it's definitely something that like i would i would love to even get more and more into and you know Kind of okay. go away Time. from watching. <laughs> Time
2: doesn't allow it. Yeah, because yeah. every successful like routine that they talk about is like always like make sure you're reading a book mm-hmm. every day, so oh, that yeah. it helps you to like gain more ideas and yeah. learn more. About Even
3: something about it. as simple as vocabulary, reading just yeah. like, improve expands your vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. So you're able to express yourself a lot better.
2: Yeah, I miss reading
0: why don't you go back then do I have time <laughs> I'm trying you do. to i mean waiting do for the to send me a book my cousin's gonna send me a book that I want so I'm waiting for that, do you that mean, like a, a physical are
3: you book? able to do ebooks cause I can't do ebooks I have I to have know. a physical copy yeah
0: she literally had it and she's like this is my only copy I'll send it to you and I don't I have a library card but it's just a lot to go to the library and get a book <laughs>
1: I I like to just keep them for a
0: very long time. You do audiobooks? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. I have, like, one book a month at least that I try to listen to. Because I know physically, like, if I can tell my... I have a book right now Mm on my bedside that I never open. And I always, like, 10 pages every single day. I'll be done with it before I know it. But I, just, I know myself and I, I know I'm never gonna do it, so I'd rather just listen to it because I listen to podcasts all the time. So when I get tired, I'll just
3: flip to, over to that. One thing that I did, actually, that I had to kind of train myself was to be able to sit down and read uninterruptedly. So when I first got into it, I could only do 10 minutes and I'd be itching to do something else, mm-hmm. like check my phone or turn, some, turn the TV on. So I literally had to, in the beginning, turn my phone off, mm-hmm. put it away, and be like, okay, um. Or put in airplane mode and be like, "Okay, I'm gonna put a timer, twenty minutes. I'm gonna read for twenty minutes, and then after twenty minutes got easy, then twenty five, then thirty. Now I could read for like a couple hours straight. Mm-hmm. But that that didn't happen overnight. So like I had to kind of train myself to yeah. to, get, to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, baby steps.
0: That's, no, it might. That's not even my issue. It's, I get lost in it. Like I will neglect great. everything else. Uh,
3: so That's I have good to make thing sure to
0: have, though. It is, but it's like, I don't want to neglect my life. And then I have, have to carve out time. Exactly. <laughs> 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 or, no, it's not even that. I know Camila would not allow me to. She would be so, <laughs> what, like, what, are you, what are, you are you reading? You read it to me. What are you talking about? about? <laughs> exactly. But it would be work. I'd be literally, like, neglecting my work, and then gotcha. I'd get in trouble. I don't want to get fired, so. <laughs> okay. I'll find time, inshallah. I'll make time for it. But I feel like we read every single
1: day at we our job. Do. Yeah, that's it's not just it's the not the fun, fun reading we yeah, want to do. Yeah. But there's tons of documents that we read.
0: <laughs> that's not the kind of reading I want to be doing. Yeah. But okay. Do you guys have any last-minute comments, concerns, questions? No.
3: Okay. Well, thank you all for the opportunity. Yeah, thank, I, thank you for coming We appreciate coming you taking
0: the time out for while sure. you're in Minnesota.
3: For sure, for sure. And I keep doing what y'all are doing. You know, we, we I think one thing that was um, really maybe lost that that's not talked about enough is that just 10 years ago the concept of self-love and being able to do different things and branch out and and collaborate was was completely non-existent Mm -hmm. right and now alhamdulillah we're in a space where in a time where everybody's doing things that they want to do that they may not have been comfortable doing so i think it's really important to just keep on being positive and encouraging Mm -hmm. people to just do what it is that makes them happy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So
0: okay, thank you. That's yeah, a good it. quote to end
3: with. I love
0: <laughs> it. Do you want to give um, the listeners your social handles just so they can connect with you and your work?
3: Yeah. So Instagram is the best way. It's homegrown immigrant. One word. Uh, I'm on Twitter as well under Black Men Right. I'm trying to give a new definition to BMW. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna. I need to be more active there. But um, my pieces are on Medium. Medium is like a Facebook for writers. But I'm gonna be moving from medium to my own website very soon. So, but that's all. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll be able to keep up with those updates.
0: Mm-hmm. Check out, check out all the work over there. Well, alright, guys, that's pretty much all we have. Hopefully, you've loved this episode. Um, for us and our socials, on Twitter we are The Unrent Pod, and on Instagram we're the Unrent Podcast. Um, be sure to tell everyone you know to listen and subscribe. That's it. Bye! Bye. Peace out, Girl Scout.